All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. And Brian Shesko. There is no middle seat tonight. Nope. Not, not even Travis. It's a duo. It's a duo. Fairness to Travis. I didn't even call him because it was kind of a late, a late notice, and I just, it just didn't feel right. And honestly, this is going to be a wonky week because Brian, we are going to be eventually discussing a little bit of thirty-two, thirty-three is going to be. This is a Monday night. This is the twenty-fourth of April, Monday, and uh, there's games on the twenty-fifth, twenty-sixth, twenty-seventh, yep. right? Yep. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yep. So We're- we. We're in the middle of it. That's match week 33. Yeah. So 34 then hits on the weekend. Yeah. And that's really, I think that's really why we're here. If it wasn't, if there was any other bigger gap, we yeah. would have, we would have probably just taken some time. Yeah. Because game week 33, uh, like you said, is not going to matter to you for, as far as this podcast is concerned. There's good there's good matchups in the yeah. in the week. In I mean, fact, that's I mean I if there's a one thing I would say about it, should we just launch right into it? Let's just say we're going to start right now. We're going to start in game we're going to let's talk about game week 33 for one second. If you're anything like me, you have some selection headaches for game week 33. That's the okay. most I can say about it. Okay. Is that uh, and I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, you will have sorted it out. And the reason why I say it is because I'd say you have your no-brainers. You have Holland. You know you have your Liverpool assets against West Ham. So you know, depending on what you've done to get Salah and or Trent and or Jota or Gakpo or anyone else from Liverpool, uh, you know Liverpool plays West Ham this week. Uh, Aston Villa plays Fulham. So I don't think you're really worried too much about Ollie Watkins or you know I. You know, whichever Mings or Moreno, uh, there was the issue. Uh, Emiliano Martinez is going to be an interesting one because he was subbed at halftime. Yeah, what was that? He was sick. There's illness rolling through the Premier League right now. James Madison missed this past week with illness. Illness. Yeah, that is that was what it was. That that's is that code for something. It's like none getting the assist. I think you know, just reason for being out is illness, and that's all anyone is saying. Wow. But either way, Aston Villa, you know, hopefully Emiliano Martinez didn't give his illness to any of his teammates and they can just play Fulham normally for game week 33. You're not you're not benching anybody Villa at home against. No, I have two villains right. and Moreno. I now own Moreno. And 
and Watkins. And the other no-brainers, the other no-brainer this week, I think, is any Newcastle person you have. They're at Everton. To me, you know, Isak is a huge transfer in. I have Char. Do we have any? Char's on the yellow triangle. So he's on the yellow triangle because he's being assessed for a hamstring. That is not, that's like the last thing you want to see on a short turnaround. Now, true. But my other defenders is Stupignon at Forest. Yeah. Moreno, home Fulham. Alexander Arnold at West Ham. Right. You're fine. That's what I mean. You're, you're covered. And then I got Shaw. Old Luke man, Shaw, right. Shaw's at Spurs. What, you what's, Sp- Shaw. what's Spurs going to do? So that's what I was going to say. Then, like, you're pro- like, so the no-brainers, that's why I'm saying, like, no-brainers are the, the teams okay. I just listed. Yeah, yeah. You're probably good, I would say, overall. Brighton's at Nottingham Forest. Is a way to Nottingham Forest still tough? I, I'm not sure, because Nottingham uh, Forest is just not playing. Well, but what, what Brighton They're, they're are playing. Gonna- uh, that's the thing. They're playing well. I, I, w- I was about to say they're not playing well, cause, but they just put, they just, they gave Liverpool a game. Absolutely, they did. So Nottingham Forest is not, and that was with Steve Cooper making the weirdest, uh, the weirdest lineup move, benching Brennan Johnson against Liverpool. Everyone was asking about that going into the going. Why into would that you bench match. your best chance? He said to they had a plan, a and they obviously did have a plan. The what plan, is I, our plan? I think hmm. the the plan is let's bench our best people. The plan is <laughs> Liverpool defensively stinks Virgil's a shell of himself right now true let's just run at their center backs either way right. I, I th- still think you're fine Brighton is playing at Nottingham Forest but this is Brighton is Brighton like I think the question everyone's asking is what's the reaction to the FA Cup loss? that's what I was going to bring up right so heartbreaking so, FA Cup loss this is not an FA Cup podcast right over the weekend in uh, pens, Solly March, um, honestly one of the worst pens I've seen in a long time. He hit it really high. I mean, it went way up. If you're gonna miss, don't miss like skying it a mile over. Yeah, don't he, get your sand wedge out. He wanted the shot that Dallo made. Uh, I mean, that Lindelof made right after that. He was aiming where Lindelof actually went. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the question. Does that impact their mindset? Are they angry? Like, which narrative do you want to choose? They're going to be, you know, this is disappointed, whatever. Either way, they're out of the FA Cup, and they have no other, they have no other, nothing else to worry about. So this is just Brighton in the league now, just trying to get as high as they possibly can. And I, I feel like you – and also, I would just say, generally, Brighton have the most matches from now until the end of the season. So Good to own those guys. Yeah, so you're totally happy with – any Brighton asset and at Nottingham Forest, despite away and Nottingham Forest being tough at times, whatever, you're fine. Also probably good, United is at Tottenham. Uh, Rashford played the entire match, though. So that's a really, I've, to me, I'm really interested to see. And as you're hearing this, you'll probably have, you know, you'll have some idea of what happened. But Rashford comes back from his Injury, he played the overtime. Played, did started and played. Did not get substituted against Brighton. So they're about to play at a Tottenham Hotspur team that is in straight up turmoil. What is going on there? I, this is where Spallini, the leftover taste of Conte, is now gone. Which it's all was gone. which was Spallini, Stellini, Stellini, <laughs> Spallini, Stellini. I do like Spallini. Um, Poor guy. Bruno's injured though. 
uh, as uh, plenty of people have pointed out, not only was he noticeably limping during the match, seen with a ice pack or some whatever taped to his ankle, but his wife uh, put on Instagram a picture of him sitting on his couch at home uh, with crutches and his leg in a walking boot. Oh boy! Um, hilarious again that you get so much information from, from Instagram. Instagram. Um, so Bruno, Bruno is probably, I'd say, minimum, you'd say he's doubtful for Tottenham. Um, but Casemiro's back. I, you know, who knows what you're getting? But I think what's tricky is that then you also have like, for, so for me, you know, I have Eze. Uh, Eze I have, Eze I have from Elise. Crystal, right. So you have Ever, uh, Eze and Elise from Crystal Palace who are at Wolves. Um, and and this is Brian. Can we discuss their defensive record since Grandpappy has shown up? Sure. It's ridiculous. Like the the top form defender right now. Please, I mean, if you guess it, although I, I probably hinted at the moment. Well, the he, fact that you said it that way makes me think it's someone from Crystal Palace. I'm going to say Tyrick Mitchell. No, Gahey. Ah, Gahey. Yeah, that makes sense. Hit. He is the top form defender, and his scores over the last three weeks, eight, seven, six. Yep. Clean sheets will do that for you, and clean sheets with uh, lots of involvement, passing, and stuff. We've talked about that forever. You know the second highest scoring keeper? That's Sam Johnstone. Is Johnstone. Yeah, and that's a guy uh, this week, you know, especially for people on a free hit, it made a lot of sense. Although, i got to say – how Everton Palace ended nil nil, I'm a little surprised. Uh, Calvert Lewin had one of the, it could have been one of the goals of the definitely one of the goals of the week. Oh. All he needed to do was uh, he he kicked it just a little wide uh, as they scored a goal, uh, which would have made everybody happy. But he was marginally offside. Um, of course, Alise, I would say every free kick, every corner, every every foot he put on a ball was inch perfect mm. the entire game and how he ended with not even an assist to me <laughs> is, is, is also weird and jordan okay. Ayew easily could have should have could have should have wow. finished with something i'm just saying this it feels what? like an the, absolutely different crystal palace team right that's what i'm saying so, like, that's what i'm saying this week Vera. brighton manchester united definitely marcus rashford but manchester united i'm not sure how how confident you are in their in their defensive assets against tottenham with a new a new interim interim manager, um, Palace at Wolves, and then I would say uh, Leicester with James Madison back. Leicester gets a huge win this week against uh, Wolves. Come back a two-one comeback. Castagna with the with the game winner. Ianacho, by the way, scored a penalty. This is two weeks in a row with like Ianacho <laughs> scoring a goal. Right. I want to absolutely go to Brendan Rodgers' house and shake him for a little bit. But uh, Madison Madison was out with illness, like I said, and he's he is, uh, uh, according to all reports, yeah, is going I, to be fit. And this is a this is uh, Lester playing against Leeds this week, a Leeds team. Leeds is uh, struggling, but you know what? They're going to beat Lester this weekend. You think so? Yeah, Lester. Le- I think this. I mean, this is <sighs> this I mean, is I, like I as this is as true of a this is a true. Like such a relegation six pointer here. Oh yeah, 
two good offenses. The difference is Leicester at least have some, they have some momentum. Leeds feels like they're in a bit of a free fall. And so that's the thing that would make me nervous. And I would, and you just say, I would back the, the, the fact that Dean Smith was able to go to, he just said, forget it. I'm just going to play all the attackers. His, he started with Daka, Vardy, Iannaccio. Just had all three of them out there. Mm. And I know part of that is Barnes is injured. Um, not sure what his, the status for him is. Madison, like I said, will be back. To me, like I don't know how you bench Iannaccio again. But we've said that before. And Lester found a way against a Wolves team that had been playing, has been playing fairly well. So that's the thing. I, I feel like if you have those guys, if you didn't sell Madison because of his illness or whatever, I feel like he's still a good pick. The reason why I say it's a bigger selection headache is that I just want to say good luck with every Arsenal player. I don't know right. what you do with your guys. I, I'm, I don't, I'm again, playing them. I'm playing them. I don't know what you do with Spurs, Brentford and Chelsea, and then like the bad teams. Like Southampton plays Bournemouth. So look, you thought everyone went to Solanke. A lot of people had Solanke on a free hit. How'd so that many work people, out for you, right, Brian? Didn't, it didn't right? work like, out. Right. And last week and two weeks ago, it worked out fine. Like, so that's why I'm saying, like, I would, you know, this is where if you want to talk about Arsenal, Dave, because, you know, we've said before, Arsenal's entering their tricky period here. Well, not only is this a mindset degradation, that's one question. Two, the Gabriel and Holding partnership is shaky. Like, you feel like you didn't think that missing Saliba was going to be like this. And I would have said there's no way it was going to be like this. I wouldn't want it to be like this. If you would have said, is there a chance it could be? I would have been like, I am, I am concerned. Yeah. It's weird, right? So I don't think you can put, you can nail down. And I'd be careful to, to nail it down to necessarily Rob Holding's fault. Sure. Does the unit work? collectively together without Saliba out there. I think Saliba is showing that he brings some intangibles, whether it's communication-wise or something, that uh, is missing, obviously, when he's not there. Yeah. But the I think the problem with Arsenal, I mean, no one was really talking about problems when they had won seven in a, or eight in a row, whatever it was, coming into the Liverpool match when they went up two goals. And everything looks great, and Arsenal dominates the first half, and then Arsenal gets dominated the second half, and they draw two two. Play West Ham the next week, do the same thing. They dominate the first half, and then they're up two zero, and then next thing you know, West Ham's in the in the game two two, and that's how it ends. And then they come into this week, and then they they it feels like a loss. Did you they, finally get to see highlights? Yeah, yeah, they they drew to Southampton, and uh, they were down one to three in the. 81st minute-ish, yeah. around there. If only there was a way I could find out the exact minute. Regardless, it Ars was 80s. I, I, Arsenal I, scores 2-3, yeah. and then they score again, so it's 3-3, and then Trossard bangs the post, and then Reese Nelson almost has another game-saving winner-banger if it weren't for James Ward-Prowse, who came sliding out of nowhere to nick just enough to throw it offline. Yeah. We'd we'd be talking about Arsenal with a, an unbelievable come from behind win again. Yeah. So 
I, I just don't know. Look, they're a young team. They've got to figure out a way to lock games down once they are in the lead. And I'm not yeah. saying turn the Jets off, but they've got to figure out something. There's a problem. And then they show up. Ramsdale put them behind. Ramsdale wasn't ready for that first half of that game for whatever reason. Maybe the whole of Arsenal wasn't because they're down in, I don't know, what the first 15 minutes. In the first minute, they give up a goal, and then they gave up a second goal, I think, within the first 15 minutes. They're down 2-0, then they score one. Yeah. And then they go down 3-1. So, anyways, they're down two goals at two different times. So, they need to figure out what's going on. I think for this City match, look, this is wishful thinking. I don't think... I don't know what to think. I think I picked them drawing yeah, one your one. Ofi- yeah, your official prediction is a one one draw. Which I was I was r- wrong against West Ham. I said we were So you nailed the Liverpool uh prediction. Dr- you were so close on your West Ham prediction. That's so right, because Saka so missed that penalty. If it would have been Right, you picked three I one, three one. finished two two. It could have been three one if Saka hits the penalty. You nailed the uh the home score for <laughs> right. Arsenal. I said three oh uh, against Southampton, right. yeah. So yeah. uh three three is the final obviously and a so a one one draw away to Manchester City would feel like a dream draw at this point. Um yeah, I think keeping City from getting two points. I think everyone thinks that City's just gonna run away and win every single match out the rest of the season, regardless of what happens Wednesday against Arsenal. I don't see it. Could be wrong. I mean, people said this in the beginning of the season when Holland was scoring hat-trick after hat-trick in games. Oh, City! They're unbelievable! They're going to win everything! Holland doesn't get hurt, and they drop points all over the place. So I just think that, yes, have they been on a little bit of a hot streak? Absolutely. Um, They've had extra games. It's crazy that Sheffield was able to give them a really good game as long as they did. Again, this is not an FA Cup podcast. Mm -hmm. This past weekend, Sheffield played really admirably. And look, they, you know, uh, City's got two games with Real Madrid coming up. Yeah. Um, along with yeah, uh, City's got City's got a lot. City's got got stuff going on, and they also have other other games. So I'm not concerned. Like they're going to drop points. It's not like city's going to win out the right. rest of the season. Uh, a really amazing. I mean, I, I, uh, just love the, I mean, obviously the content out there is, is excellent all over the place, but, uh, Alex, uh, one of the, uh, on Twitter at, uh, four L E X. Uh, he's been fantastic. Uh, one of the go to, uh, Manchester city, uh, accounts um, that I've seen a guy who's been uh, really accurate uh, predicting a very unpredictable team uh, in Manchester city, uh, his article currently out there on all, all about FPL. Um, and he has a good thread actually today. That's where I, you know, saw that first, but um, just talked about kind of the Manchester city assets that you want kind of for the rest of the season gives his opinion about kind of who to who to go who does he say who other to go than to, where to go holland. to holland and grealish any other well surprises? just to, just to say that uh manchester city's schedule they play 10 games in 33 days that's the bottom line with manchester city so premier league at, games no total total so okay. between april 26th and the end of the season uh they play t- they play 10 games in 33 days that's difficult for any team no matter what you're doing, you know that's a that's a lot of a lot of games in not many days. A team that has found a way to rotate really well and keep guys fresh, 
Uh, but obviously that's going to factor in. I mean, rotation yeah. is obviously going to be a factor. Fatigue is obviously going to be a factor. I would say the same thing goes yeah. for, say, uh, West Ham until they f- decide what what's happening to them in the Euros. They are Europa Conference. They're, they're still right, they're, they're still hanging around. Right, they're a leggy team, and they've got like you know we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit about kind of their schedule going out, which is pretty good. What do you get if you win that? By the way. You wouldn't you get Europa That's League? That's a really next great year? question. I don't know. If only. Yeah, I I there don't was have a time way. to look it up right now. All I, what the point is though, yes, I think you're right. Like I think there are games that you just say you kind of take for granted with Manchester City and I in a way I think it's earned and I do think it's fair. Are you really not backing them in their double game week against Fulham away? You know what I mean? Like I don't care how tired they are. I don't care how many matches they have in 33 days. They're a way to Fulham. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's to right. me, that's like a, you know, you in just, a way, you just kind of chalk that one up. You might have done the same thing this past week with Southampton and Arsenal, but this is exactly why you say that they, this is why they play the game. This is why they play the game. So if you win Europa Conference, you are awarded a spot in Europa League if you don't qualify for Champions League. Nice. Well, that's definitely West Ham. So, West Ham is trying to fight their way into Europa Conference. Good for them. Right. So, all of that to say, this is way more than one second to talk about this. This is a long second. But it is a good way of introducing, like, there are plenty of considerations that were for Game Week 33, and it's all leading into double Game Week 34. Double game week thirty four to me is 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 uh, it? You think it's going to be worth it? Like, is it going to be worth taking hits? Maybe the reason why, and we'll get to that. The reason why it's this is the last big double game week that there is. So there are more doubles after this. Uh, Rest of the season, you know, multiple teams have have double match weeks. We said already, Brighton have way more matches the rest of the season than it, or well they have more than anybody else. They still have two more double game weeks after this. Game week 36 and game week 37 are both double game weeks for Brighton. But game week 34, Brighton, Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, West Ham and Fulham. Double game week for all of those teams. Um I would just say again, thanks as usual like everybody else says to Ben Carlin for doing all of the uh for the, doing all of the uh, spreadsheet and uh, table work from uh, for every team, every match for the rest of the season. Lego yeah. Mane also does the same thing, uh, but he does it with uh, days of rest in between each match, which oh. is also extremely helpful. Wow. I just think if you want to go into it this way, Dave. Okay. For the rest of the season, I feel like this – I'll say it this way. This season has been so much about how close to the template have you been because whatever the template team is has seemed like it really works. The 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 team of the well, the players that everybody seems to be going to at any given time has just it's just consistently paid off. There it just feels like there haven't been too many weeks where you're like, "Oh man, that differential team really crushed it. Well, I think Holland has a way of spoiling that. Right. Holland, that's what I mean. Like, even a few weeks ago. Because it, it when takes Holland the captain misses, away. Right. When Holland misses, and then if, you, you know, 
did you decide to go straight back to him or not? If you went back, if you went straight back to him, you you're happy. Yeah. If you've waited, you're not happy. Did you go to Salah in the last few weeks? I yes. You feel all right about that? Yeah. Did you go to Jota last week? I did. You feel good about? I it. feel great about it. I took. Right. I, I'm just saying, like it's it's been like that though with with like, got like you. Grealish. Like, did you jump on Grealish really quickly? No, I did when, not. Right when no. when you jumped on, did you jump on Ollie Watkins when he started going crazy? Yes. Right. So you feel that's what I'm saying. Like these things have kind of just they've kind of ticked along, and the rest of the season, I just don't know how much you're gonna vary. You're gonna have so many players. So are you from basically are you just five discouraging teams. people? You're not gonna be able to differentiate your way back into a league if you're behind. You're. It's gonna be more about I, very selective on your differentials and how you use your differential picks. And the reason why I say that is because game week 34. Okay. I to me like. So we you know, game week thirty three whatever here it's it's over with. Game week thirty four, how many Brighton players do you have? I currently have two. I did have Matoma before their blank week last week in match week thirty two, but he was the Salah casualty. Okay, and so like I said, Brighton have three double game weeks from right this second until game week thirty eight. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine matches. Yeah, no, I'm bringing him back right. in. M- Matoma's so coming back saying. in. Are you like? Are you going to be mad about having three Brighton assets? No, you're not going to be mad about Absolutely that. Absolutely not. No. Barring injury, as usual with any other player, For barring sure. injury, there's never a point where you're going to say, "Man, why do I have three of them?" Right. In a way, you'd be dumb not to have three of them. It's true. For me, it's still a Stupignon. I made a transfer. I made one transfer this week so far, and it was to it was to get uh, Solly March. I okay. brought Solly March in. Okay, that was just before you saw him miss the pen. No, it was after. The reason why the reason why is just to me it's that's its own thing. Like Brighton, like that that the FA Cup is its own thing. If if that somehow impacts the way Solly March plays in the league, then then I don't know what to say. Like I I'm, I I guess I'll get to see it on Wednesday, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm saying it because I, you know just looking through the last like I you know just take take the numbers I I just did it for the last since game week 28 so okay. the last four games, which I feel like is a fair a fair assessment yeah. time. Yeah. Who has the most points for Brighton players? All players. All of them. Any of them. Forwards, midfielders, defenders, goalkeeper. Danny Welbeck. No. I just, I, I was getting crazy. He's I would cl- say Matoma. He's, I would he's, say in, Mat- the, he's I, in the top. Welbeck's up there. I would say Matoma. Close. March. It's only March. Is it really? Yeah. He's got 20 points in the last four games. Matoma's got 18. And CISO has 18. And CISO is that young kid. Yes. He's going to lighten the world on fire right now. He's been now. fantastic. He has two goals and talk about uh, adding a spark. Yeah, two goals in the last four games. 
Uh, I don't know what the status of Evan Ferguson is. I'm not sure if he's playing. I think Evan. I think Ferguson and Welbeck both have issues. If Enciso shocker, some, Welbeck yeah. has issues. If Enciso has, if he got a starting spot, yeah, you it would be he'd be someone you'd have to consider. I'm pretty sure he's a forward and uh, and he's four point six. Well, it just right. It depends on who. Else. Okay, he's four six. You say? Yeah. I was in the process of trying to 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 bring that up here. What I'm saying is, Solly March has 20 points in the last four games. Right. He has uh, only McAllister has taken more shots in the last four games than Solly March. So McAllister has 15, March has 12. And and Tiso started the last match. Uh-huh. But that's his first start. Right. He had appearances of 11, 18, 17. Right. And He's five. an appearance guy, and that's because Welbeck and Ferguson have been in. A, but it's not like he didn't produce and make impact in his start. In the last four games, Sully March, six shots on target, the most of any Brighton player. Okay. Wow. In the last four games, Sully March has created 18 chances, which is six more than Pascal Gross in second place. Wow. So, and March has the actual point, the most points. What's hard is, and this is what, I mean, it reminds me of, like, it's like the rich man's Crystal Palace midfield. Like, IU, as a yes. in the past few weeks, Who? anyone anyone has been good. Yeah, no, when no, Zaha no. comes back, like, any of those guys, if they're all playing together, which you assume they will, they're all going to get you something. They're gonna, they all have the capability of getting something. Mm. Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard. Which one's the best? I don't know. What week is it? (laughs) You know what I mean? Martinelli's been better recently. Right. And then this week, I think Odegaard and Saka both outscore him. So, like, it has been like that with these guys all season long. I agree with anyone else out there that has said it. March, McAllister, Matoma, I have no idea. I'm, like, just strictly on numbers and minutes and opportunity, like, the... The expected goals for March and Matoma in the last four weeks, it is 1.32 and 1.31. McAllister is on a 1.52. It's not that much more. Expected assists, March is at 2.28. Matoma is 0.79. Like expected, like basically expected goal involvements. Goals are basically a wash. Assists just because of what Solly March is doing on on set pieces and because of his creativity, it's way higher than the other guys. Mm, so I do like that, right? And so I'm not, but that is not in any way to say like Solly March is clearly the superior option because what because have you watched Matoma? <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean. <laughs> right. And McAllister's on penalties, yeah. which are fluky, but they happen. I know. And, and he's going to nail them. And so that's the thing with these guys. Like, to me, in the net, like from now until the end of the season, what are you going to do? You are going to own them, and you're going to pick. Would you, would you rather pick own two, two midfielders and then one defender? I, I mean, I have a Stupinion, and, and I think just I don't know how to get rid of him. Tell me, who I, tell me who's better than he is. Well, you already in have this, some of the other. situation. You have Trent. Everyone's going to go to Trent. You have Trippier. Everyone's got Trippier. I, I don't have Trippier. 
Well, the but the only the, the only but other option is do you Alex go, Moreno, right? But you go right, to like, an, I'm saying you go to another you go to another Newcastle option. You take a chance on a Manchester City option. You go, I don't know. Can do, do you have taking a chance on a Manchester City option? Pretty good move. Do you have Shaw? You do, you do. I do have Shaw. Right, lots of people sold him, but inclu- I, including me. Am I but that's playing him I'm against saying. this dumpster fire called Tottenham this weekend? Right. Are you going to go to another Liverpool defender? Absolutely not. You're going to pick. You're going to take Trent, and that's it. And I'm saying like West Ham have like I think West Ham's schedule honestly is not terrible. Like not only do they have a double this week, fine. It's both away. They're at Crystal Palace at Manchester City. I don't think you really you're like you're not bringing in. I don't know. You're not bringing in Kurt Zuma, but uh, like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not going to go to a, a West Ham defender. You're not going to a Fulham defender. Fulham have a double against Manchester City and Liverpool. You're not bringing in Anthony Robinson or Tim Ream. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, a mm. Stupinian and or Dunk uh, as a Brighton defender, like or Veltman. I think Veltman is back now. Mm. Not a crazy choice. Like if you're bringing one of those guys in, like you're you're doing it because they play nine games in six weeks or whatever. Like why wouldn't you do that? So yeah, again, no, like, no, for sure. It, that's an it feels like a no brainer. And so I'm saying like Brighton is going to be like the like one of the cornerstones of your rest of season lineup. Teams. Okay, you have so and then after that it's. Double weeks for, you know, you still have a double week this week for all the teams I said. Uh, Manchester City, Manchester United, Newcastle, and Chelsea all have another game week, another double game week down the line. So Newcastle have a double in game week 36. City, United, and Chelsea all have a double in 37. Okay? So why aren't you going to pick? Um, you're gonna. Why wouldn't you have Manchester United in your team? Everyone's gone back to Rashford, I one have, of the top transfers in this week. Yeah. Did you have him? Did you have him before? Did you sell him? You're getting him back again. If you have Bruno Fernandez, he's like we said, he's a doubt this week against Spurs. After that, why not? I mean, if, look, look at like if he's he, healthy, right? Double game week, like you're. I don't know that you want him. Like you're not going to have him for this for the double. Maybe maybe he's fit by the weekend. So the double for Manchester United is home against Aston Villa and at Brighton. There are goals in that game in both of those games. If you see that, if you see that Bruno Fernandez is fit going into the Aston Villa match this weekend, yeah, I yes, I hear you. Here's my problem though. Going back to match week twenty six. That's seven weeks. His score against Liverpool match week twenty six. Match week twenty six. Two against next week against Southampton. Three, two against Newcastle. Two against Brentford. Three against Everton. Three against uh, Nottingham Forest. Right. There's no numbers that tell me to go to him. I think it's just that in in four in the last four games. Like we talked about this, the fact that in the last four games, no goals, but ten shots with five shots on target, seventeen chances created. That's your number one creative I mean, you player. Like, you like that? Number one for all players in the last four weeks. 
with an expected assist of 2.44. So we already said, like, a guy has been wildly unlucky to not get you something in the last okay. four games. I Like, I'm really curious to see what happens with Rashford just because it was a nil-nil. I mean, you get nil-nil in the FA Cup semis. Like, I get it's an intense game or whatever. He's just back from injury, but he yeah. plays – he goes the distance. Yeah. So I am curious to see what a no-Bruno I- – Rashford off of injury Manchester United looks like against Tottenham that needs, absolutely needs needs a response. Going into a double week where Manchester United have a a favorable, I I think, for goal scoring, a favorable double week, Villa and Brighton. That's why I'm saying, like, if you end up coming back and you see, like, if, if Bruno's in training on Thursday, like as usual on Thursday or Friday, you see that he's looking yeah. more normal again. I don't know. It'd be like I'm thinking about free hitting game week 34 now because this is the last big double game week of the season. Yeah, because if you don't use it now, what do you what do you right. save? The only other thing you're saving it for is either one of the other doubles right. that's let, yet to go, which is small, but this is a big one this or is a bigger one. The chaos of game week 38, which to me that's it's so unpredictable. You have to have everything go right for you. God Either bless. way, so man, there's so many goals in the last week. If you get the right, you pick the right players. Oh my goodness! Anyway, so I'm just saying, like rest of the season, Brighton, Manchester United, you're gonna have Holland the rest of the way, no matter what. I mean, barring again, barring injury, yeah, you're not barring taking, injury, you're not taking him out of your team. Nope. Uh, also, you're probably gonna try to figure out who you're getting from the rest of the players. Everyone's going to Grealish, but. Your current form, uh, Manchester City midfielder is is De Bruyne. De Bruyne looks back on it again. I just think the question, like question, he with and the, Grealish have both had three good weeks. Yes, yeah, they've been fantastic. Scoring. And then I would say on like because Ederson is Ederson, like you know what you're getting with him, which is probably nothing. Ruben Diaz is the guy if you wanted to pick safe. Ruben he, Diaz has is the he last is the safest right. In the defense for for last six games, ninety minutes every game. Can't say that about any other defender. I think Stones is the next closest. Stones has played uh, most of the last four. Obviously, last match scored the goal, subbed off at halftime uh, against Leicester with Holland. So Stones is Stones is probably going to be out there. The question is, they're obviously preserving him. If he's a if he's a halftime rotation against Leicester City, are you are you willing to take a one by having John Stones, or do you want the safety of like ninety minutes from Ruben Diaz with a Manchester I'd, City team that tends to let one goal in on one shot on target? I, I'd rather risk it with with Stones. With Stones and the other guys. I mean, Akanji's been playing basically right? this, a similar amount of time. I think you know you're pretty safe. You know, uh, you know that's a you're safe to not choose Laporte. You're safe to not choose Kyle Walker. Like those guys are just they're gonna be used but not steady. Not as regulars. Right. Anyway, what I'm saying is like what you're saying is there's about five teams. Right. I'm saying like you're picking Ish. you're basically picking from a handful of these teams. Newcastle is another one, like, you know, they're obviously charging as high up at the table as they can go. Uh, their double week in game week 36 is at Leeds and home to Brighton 
and which, I would say their other matches are are manageable. You get their home to you guys. What a game Newcastle home to Arsenal is in game week 34. Arsenal might beat them 5 nothing. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding. What what was my prediction? Your prediction away to Newcastle is a 2-2 draw. Yeah. Okay. Seems seems I'll stay by that. There Yeah, that's game week 35. Boy. Like as of like for right now, the reason why everyone's going to Isak, not just a brace against Spurs, but Everton, we said they're away to Everton this week, a no-brainer. Yep. Next week they're home to Southampton. So game week 34, one of the big issues for the double game week 34 is if you if you like for people who still have a free hit like me, Newcastle is home to Southampton. So as much as I want to fill my team with double game weekers, then you see something like that. Newcastle like, oh home to gosh. Southampton, exactly. Like any anyone from Newcastle could get you as many points as any doubler in thirty four. Yeah. But then Newcastle's got home Arsenal in thirty five. They're at Leeds and home to Brighton in thirty six. And they finish out the season home against Le- home to Leicester in thirty seven, and then at Chelsea in thirty eight. Newcastle that's trying to play for something. At Chelsea in game week 38, a Chelsea team at that point, like how many of their players are leaving? Frank Lampard's last wow. dud that- of a game, uh, it, like not managing anymore against Chelsea. Mauricio Pochettino named the manager. Probably. It's official? No, no. By then. You know what I mean? Talks oh. are advancing with, right. with Poch. Okay. I'm just saying like game week 38, who's in? who's up for that game? Is it just a? Is it by that point? Is it just like my gosh? Who, put on the show for the new manager. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. I just like to me. It just seems like like even now at Chelsea is a red rated matchup. They as usual the uh, color coded matchup rating system for FPL is always is, spot is, on. Uh, you can always trust stupid. it. It's the most trusty thing in FPL, Brian. It's ridiculous. Anyway. All right. So, All of that to say, yes. Rest of season, I feel like you're building your team around, like, I don't know, sort of a like, template of about five, six teams, right? Brighton, right? Manchester City, Manchester United, probably some, probably at least one, at, you're going to have at least Trippier. Isak is in your is one of the top three transfers in. It's basically you know it's Holland, and then it's neck and neck right now. Jota is second. Isak is is third most. But it's one hundred eighty nine thousand for Jota, one hundred eighty three thousand for Isak. Yeah, and I think yeah. what Ollie Watkins to Alexander Isak to me is probably one of the most popular transfers of the game week. Uh, yeah, but I'm not coming off Watkins. I'm sure a lot of people are though. Newcastle doesn't have a double this week though. Not in thirty three. You're talking about maybe thirty four. I'm just yeah. I think everyone. I think you're just looking at if anybody's looking at the schedule going out. Like yeah, you like I said. I, I, and it's also recency bias. It happens every week. That's true. This is Scott's dumb mass move of the week, the week every week. It's fair. Isak just got a brace. Yep. Watkins just got you a two. Yep. And so because of that, right. Isak is the bringer inner. Right. Everybody's and getting Isak. I'm going to sell Watkins because he has. Right. He finally, after weeks and weeks and weeks of giving you something, he he didn't do it. Right. Despite the fact that Watkins is playing home to Fulham this week and. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like the typical like absolute 
thrashing performance that we've seen from Villa. You know, they have to come back for a 1-1 draw uh, man, uh, in a tough game against Brentford, which I feel like we said that. I feel like we talked about that, that it wasn't like, wasn't such a gimme. That mm. Brentford is, Brentford's just that they are tough. So anyway, all of that to say, like, I feel like all of the planning here is just kind of built around these teams. And so the reason why I say, like, differentials are going to end up mattering is because the double game week people that are left, like, they're teams that probably you're either going to or trying to go to. You're not going to Chelsea assets. You're not going to Fulham assets no, no matter sure. what's going on. I have on. Kepa that's killing me. Right. West Ham, game week 34 double. I, I Like, as a shot in the dark, Jared Bowen, you want to take a chance on that because they play Crystal Palace? Fine. Bowen's actually been decent here in the last, I think, last four weeks. I think he's gotten you something well, in the last I, four games. I weeks. think I said this past weekend when West Ham was playing, I, I said in our Slack channel, West Ham remembered who they were. Bowen, the last four match weeks, Brian, it's not much, but it's better than nothing. Right. Five, six, seven, six. You yeah, probably think, said yeah, that a few yeah. minutes well, ago. Well, no, he's gotten, I think it's a goal and three assists in the last four weeks, if I if I remember right. But what I'm saying is, like, you're not prioritizing them because they have a double game week in game week 34. The rest of the season, like, it's Manchester United, Brentford, Leeds, Leicester. That's not bad. Like, you can make that work. And so, like, to me, that's yeah. somewhere, like, it, but, that, but that's a midfielder. You're choosing yeah. Jared Bowen to be in a midfield that is that is crowded. Salah, Salah, uh, Brighton midfielders. Are you going to go to Grealish? Are you going to go to? Well, let's let's discuss this now, real quick. Yeah, and then, what about what about Saka Martinelli? What do you Rashford? Do that's what I'm saying. So then, so then the like Arsenal, as far as anyone, like this is. I think this is where you have to tell people, like, what is like you. I don't know how much you're expecting from them. Not only are they only playing, they're playing single weeks for the rest of the way. They're obviously like the pressure is obviously it's mounting. So Martinelli just keeps getting the job done. Odegaard, obviously when they get into a pressure situation against Southampton, like it's Odegaard and Saka who end up coming out with huge games, right? Like, Saka ends up coming out with the biggest game of all of yeah. them this week. Yeah. Saka dropped in price this week because everyone's, like, everyone's bailing on Saka because he had that string of bad results. And then he comes home and does what he's been doing in home matches. He, he I mean, two goals, but I think, I like, in the flow of the game, it felt like that was, like, I don't know. I don't know how expected that was. Well, we so we joked about Brian, you and I at least off air, maybe on air, uh, with about Odegaard. Remember you you brought up last week going back to match week twenty four. Right. On, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on. This week was supposed to be his off, yet he found a way to score. So he has two on ons. Right. In back to back weeks. But look, Martinelli's the own. If you're gonna keep one Arsenal player throughout owning the other teams that are doubling, I obviously would lean 
Martinelli. And it's been, we said, like, it's the partnership now. Jesus starting again. Like, you know, so, and how many people went to Jesus this week? A lot, I can tell you. The answer is a lot. Yeah. And, and I would say... Not uh, this just, guy. Well, but, and I would just say, massively unlucky. Jesus is your number one shooter this, this game week. Oh, wow. Against Southampton. Six wow. shots. Only managed to put one of them on target. Uh, credited with... One big chance to score, probably the highest XG, I, I would say, for somebody who didn't. Nope, not true. Second highest XG for somebody who did not get a goal. So an XG of 0.76, like you, are, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself right now, of course. Of course he didn't score with a nearly uh, one whole uh, goal expected. That, one, one could say that he was horribly unlucky. Yeah. And so I'm saying, like, this is... Uh, it's the Jesus uh, middle of the pitch, front of goal work rate, freeing up Martinelli, what everyone kind of had seen already uh, a lot of the season. So as long as Jesus is back, uh, Martinelli to me seems like the, the main guy. The question is, do you move any of them on? I don't, I don't think so. Like if you have Odegaard, you know, I, I just think that they're, they're, it's going to be full steam ahead every single game, regardless of what happens Wednesday with City. If they draw, great. If City beats them, it's not over. City still has other games, and they've dropped points to other teams all season. Uh, yeah. So I, I just think it is it, Arsenal, especially with the last three games, I'd like to think that they've uh, – whatever edge they have lost when they had won the seven or eight in a row – I, I hope they find a way to gain it back in the in the hardest spot possible playing at City. So look, I do I think they're win? I don't know. I want them to win. I'm I'm rooting for that. I pick draw in the in the pick'em. So we'll see. We will see. I will the, continue the, to own at least one or two, and I own Saka and Martinelli right now. I'll continue to at minimum probably own one of them the rest of the season. Probably both though. Something you could do. I know I'm not sure how you're managing your transfers here, but if you wanted to send out your Arsenal people across the board, like if you're if you're done with free hit, if you're done with wild card, if you have no other transfer, I'm all out of chips. To me, if you wanted to move them on until game week 36, I could see that. Okay. Because thirty three, you know, obviously, like we're, they have you know, a Newcastle and Chelsea in there, we, but I mean, we Chelsea. already right, we already know at City they're home to Chelsea, so it's but it's Arsenal at home, so Arsenal home has been against a dumpster fire in Chelsea. Right. Arsenal home has been way way better, and then they're at Newcastle again. What a like that such high intrigue uh, by by that week in that game. Your last three games are home to Brighton, at Nottingham Forest, home to Wolves. When they played Newcastle at home at Arsenal, it's, it's I think, the only time this season where Arsenal played in a 0-0 draw. So that's pretty interesting. But you, to me, my memory of that is that you guys were mostly all over them. It was not, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like there was, uh, it wasn't just a complete, uh, it's not like it Just was like Newcastle shutting things down, right? No. Yeah, I don't think they have. I think I like their their midfield. I don't think their midfield, if it's if it's Odegaard, Jaka, and Partey, I don't think Bruno G and his boys are 
are ready to contend with that yet. But look, they, Newcastle's a really good team, and they have talent everywhere. So, so who knows? But yeah, going to play at St. James Park, not the greatest. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I think if you had, you know, if you wanted to, if you wanted to send Arsenal people on until, you know, until the last three matches matches of the season, at least by schedule, that's something you'd say like that's a little more viable. Brian Holland seems to be the obvious captain's choice in this double week at Fulham home West Ham, right? Like now, granted, there's always a chance he might not play and or start. He'll probably play every match, but maybe not. I don't know. They're also playing Madrid in between those weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the big question kind of with, and that's the reason why I would say like, you know, there are really good, what? They might not. I, I truly need to check when they're playing Madrid next. I said that sort of flippantly. Well, I, I, I will need to double check that. They're playing They're playing Madrid. It's not until the beginning of May. Okay, so so that's not going to affect Match Week 34. No. Okay. Uh, no, and it's but, – but still, it is a fixture pileup. And so – and the thing that I think saves a lot of this the rest of the season for teams like Manchester City is that they need to win every game. Yeah. So right. they're, they're not – I mean – they're you're trying to win a treble. You're still in the lead. Right. Like, Arsenal's st- still in first. Still got a five-point lead. Right. So, it's not... Everyone is kind of saying this is like... It's only because they have this... They have games in hand. It's very much in Manchester City's hands to just take care of their own business. But, again, if it was that easy, they'd be in first place right now. Right. And they've And like you said, they have dropped points in games where you thought they absolutely should not. And they're, you know, like you said, they're about to go on their, it's 10 games. You said 10 10, games in 33 days. 33 days. And yes, they are looking ahead to, they must. Pep is certainly looking ahead to Real Madrid on May 9th. Oh, yeah. So they're away on the first leg. So I think... Until Leeds, because that's the game ahead of Real Madrid. That's May sixth. Until you get there, I, like I to me, mm, the rotation okay. is more about like just preserving. So these first like these matches, like home to Arsenal, this is a statement game. I I don't know how else you'd look at it. So Manchester City wins this game if they if they win the game. Yeah. I, like when will they when will they take the foot off the gas? I can't imagine that they do. No, they will They can't, right? right. How like, safe does the game have to be until they say finally, like, all right, we're gonna take everybody off? They have they have four days until Fulham. That's it's it's through all well, three full days of recovery. It's twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty ninth. The game against Fulham is away on April thirtieth. So like that mm. like. You have three full days of recovery, which is as much as you can ask for at this point of the season. I, to me, they're like they're all safe. Everybody's mm. safe in these in the double game week. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would imagine like the it's the normal rotation issue of does Alvarez start for De Bruyne? Does Mares get a start at all? How fit is Foden? 
Does Foden get a start? So many questions. Right. Does Foden get a start for Grealish? He probably will. Yeah. Does he come in for Grealish? Does Grealish finally get uh, a a break at some point? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Grealish has been so, like, you've been so reliable for so long here, as as reliable as you can be. And, but now it's, you kind of need him. So crazy, Brian. And, and, uh, it's just, it's amazing. Number one, uh, that info is, is is just amazing and fascinating listen to it like let it soak in listen to it it's especially look like you said i think earlier to me on the phone like we don't have there's like a few match weeks left like things are starting to be fairly cut and dry especially if you don't have any chips left if you have chips of course now there's some strategy to when you play them but it's like you said earlier it's fairly template so, but you do have to make some differential decisions if you're trying to catch someone in your league. Yeah, and the and the differentials are going to end up. I mean, that's like it's weird. You know, the difference might be like what happened this week. I think you, know, you see some of the scores from this week, and some of the really good scores were some people who just kind of had to play what they had. Yeah. If so, you had, so if, I didn't free hit. Right. If you play, if you had, I, like, think of you had Saka. You're not feeling great after Sokka's last performance going into this going into the Southampton game, all things considered, right. probably enough that you'd have a question of whether or not you would have kept him if right. you had the choice to make your own team. So, like I said, his price went down. He is projected to drop in price again. That's crazy. So, well, I How get it. People are selling him going into the City match. But I'm telling you right now, Again, I picked the game 1-1. It might be 2-2. Like, I don't think it's going to be a 0-0 match. Right. If if you had to move me off 1-1, I'd go 2-2. I, I just think, look, Saka and Martinelli are dangerous to anyone. What, is Kyle Walker going to slow them down? Like, I don't think City's going to come into this match and dominate possession 70, 70 to, to 75 to 25 or 70 to 30. Right, I don't think that's going to happen. They might, they they probably will have more. I'm not saying they won't. Yeah, but Arsenal has guys as dangerous as almost anyone in the league in counterattacking, and they can get it done. Yeah, I, I think the the bigger thing is can Arsenal hold up? I mean, look, if Peak Party and Jaka show up, that Arsenal will have a chance. I think that they don't get enough credit for what they do for the team. Um, but winning the ball back at the midfield and controlling that and being active, um, you know, how will the battle of Zinchenko moving into the midfield when Arsenal has the ball versus Stones when when City has the ball? Yeah. It's it's going to be fascinating. There's no doubt about it. But, like, this week, Brian, I had a 75. Yeah. I felt pretty yeah, good about amazing. it. that's amazing. That's an amazing um, score. I took a minus eight coming into this match or in, into this match week. But I but I nailed it. I had Jota, Salah, Trent Alexander Arnold. Right. They all got something. Right. So it didn't hurt. But you had Saka, and that's what I mean. But Saka. I had Saka, I had Martinelli, and Brian as a little bit of a differential. I had Kane. Right. Uh yeah, and so anyways, but it took me a minus eight to get three got three teams playing and I happened to cash in and I had Shar. Shar was my new cast. Yeah, that's guy a huge that was had, a but that's a huge that was a huge differential. Who had over, a two assists. Right. But I'm saying, like, going, like, the rest of the season, you know, like, this week was a great example. Like, most free hit teams, I would think, got rid of Kane. Kane, yeah. Kane was a price dropper as well. And so I just think 
you know, so many people sacrificed Cain to be able to get to, probably to get to Salah, to get to somebody else, and felt content with, you know, Watkins, who's been on fire, and, you know, and probably Solanke, and so many people went to Jesus. The templates seem to be a front line of Jesus, Solanke, and Ollie Watkins, which produced exactly nothing. Mm. So if you did that, on paper, you felt great going into the week, and by the end of the week, you were like, what was I thinking? Mm. But I'm saying, like, the rest of the season, how many people have gotten rid of Ivan Tony? Ivan Tony is one of the most, like, he's like the least popular forward that there is. And same thing, guy just keeps scoring. Ivan Tony's going to drop in price again before the end of, before this game week is over. Right. Like, and and what is he like? I think a lot of it has always like for me, it was the same concern for a lot of other people. He's on nine yellow cards. We keep saying that week over week. When's he going to get his tenth? He's not getting his tenth yellow card. He just keeps scoring single goals and just chugging right along. For me, would you rather have Tony or Holland? Obvious. Well, Holland. Would you right. rather have Tony or Watkins? Well, yeah. I mean, until this past week, it's probably been, it's Watkins. Been Watkins. Would you rather have Tony or Jonah? Well, now I'd rather have. I went to Jota, but I had sold Tony. Right. So for weeks me, like, and weeks I ago, I sold Tony guys. to get to Watkins. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's just, but this is like, I'm saying like for the rest of the season, the a differential could just be like, hey, this guy's been really good all season. Yeah. I'm not getting rid of him. Yeah. So I. No, I, I hear you. I'm with you. I really, really am. Um. Brian, I'm going to quickly update while yeah. you're thinking of your one last thing. Sure. I'm going to update the uh, the top three in our uh, FPL America Podcast League. Look, I moved up to 16th. I'm pumped. Yeah. You moved up to 7th. Yeah. Look and, at you. The one, I, This has been the weirdest. The, the I think the weirdest year uh, by far uh, of any, any season that I've ever played. Uh, my score was fine this week. I had red arrows in every single <laughs> other except other our podcast league. league. Uh, my my overall uh, rank drop was small, but somehow moved up like three spots or whatever in the podcast league. Don't I? I don't understand. That's fascinating. Uh, Clam Chowdery, who we continue to mention every week, uh, listener Max. What a season! Sixty-seven. He continues to crush. Oh, that excellent. Here we go again. Carrie. Carrie finished great last year. Uh, she's still holding in second at, uh, but she had a great week, 74 and then two footed challengers, uh, listener, all-star listener, Matthew with, uh, with 54. So, you know, not, not bad for some of the top leaders. I feel pretty good keeping up with them with the 75. Yeah. Uh, That's a fantastic score. Look, even on a minus eight, you still had over 60. That's an unbelievable score for the shout out to, uh, mini or league Joshua. Okay. Great Foden's Raven. I like that. <laughs> I know him. Friend of mine. Okay. I'll tell you about it later. 86 this week. That's uh, unbelievable. I was, as I'm scrolling through, like, all right, highest score, highest score, highest score. I'm pretty sure that's going to take it. Yeah. Absolutely it takes it. So congrats, uh, Lee Joshua, for the uh, that score. Let me, let me look at what you had there. You played a free hit. Johnstone, that figures. Robertson at yep. TAA. Castagna, 
Andreas. Yeah, Castagna is an amazing choice. Andreas had a great score wow. this week. Odegaard, Saka, Captain Sala, Jesus, Watkins, Tony. So 86, that's a uh, decent squad on the bench was Iverson, Madison, Mitchell, and Reem. That was in his free hit. I My guess is he started Madison. That would be my guess. I don't Madison think is maybe you're maybe right. There's no way for me to tell because the subs happened, right? Either so, way, you would have wanted him to start. I think that. Game. Yeah, no, for sure. So, anyways, that is the FPL America podcast update. Hey, Andreas Pereira. I mean, I know like it's he's what a weird what a weird player. What a weird year for him. He's four point four. Uh, last four uh, last four game weeks, or at least the last four games, I should say uh, that he's played. 19 shots for Andreas Pereira. That's uh, third best. Tied with Kane for third most uh, in the last, um, since game week 28. That's unbelievable. What a stat. I mean, it's in the, it's in the absence, obviously, of, of, um, Meat Man. Mitrovic is out. Someone's got to shoot. Yeah. Andreas has stepped into there. He's got, uh, not not nearly as creative as he was before, but I mean, I don't. I think you'll be happy. Uh, you're, you're happy to not have him getting you chances created if he's taking uh, the third most shots and scoring two goals in the last uh, last four games he's played. Well, um, I was said before that Bruno Fernandez with 17 uh, chances created was was most. It's actually it's it's third most. I'm wrong. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah, correct it. Correction on the pod. Trippier is number one. Uh, 19 chances created in the last uh, it's six games for him since game week 28. Okay. So that's a lot. Uh, Solly March actually second. So 18 oh. for Solly March in the same number of games as Bruno. Uh, both have played four. Wow. Bruno's got 17. So uh, just a little, uh, just he, not to, uh, just knocking Bruno down a peg, but either way, he's only behind Trippier and Solly March in the last four games. For, uh, since game week 28. But he hasn't been created. able to convert that to points and now is dinged up. He's got a knock or something. Right. We don't know yet. Definitely an ankle injury, uh, and but we don't know for sure. I think this. I think you'd say, again, not playing against Tottenham, uh, TBD for the weekend. Yeah. Um, Brian, look, we've prepared for 34. I'm not sure how much else we can do. I mean, other than captain, but I feel like captain's obvious with captain obvious. Mr. Holland. Well, it is, but I mean, it, would you dare go to? Would you pick Salah? I mean, you're talking about Liverpool. Like, like we said, it's you know Liverpool's home Spurs, home Fulham, both home games. Does that Spurs are Spurs are what? What are Spurs right now? I just feel like Spurs at least have the talent to get up for a match. Right. We'll see. Uh, I I have no idea. Like we've said, this is no different. With a with Ryan Mason at the helm compared to Cellini, compared to Conte, it's the same. What Spurs are going to show up? Uh, I think you you thought Spurs would try to show up against Newcastle. Frazier Forster and goal might help. Well, Lloris is probably out. Lloris said he whatever he said he talked about his hip. I thought his he, feelings he, just got hurt in the game because Newcastle was running roughshod. He we never said, really talked he about He said that. he kicked. He said he felt it when he kicked. It's in his hip. Not sure, but it's not, but according to according to him, he said it doesn't look good. 
My assumption is that Fraser Forster is probably your rest of season Tottenham goalkeeper. That's that's my guess. Hey, he's three, he's three nine. Right. And Forster, the problem Forster, is he's playing for Spurs, and Spurs have been dismal. But right. what I'm saying is, you get Liverpool both home games. The second home game is against Fulham. So there's nothing about Fulham defensively that does no, anything for you. That is that is again your form fair. guy uh, for all players is Jota. So do you dare like captaining Holland has been so so obvious? They get they're at Fulham in their first game, but then uh, they're home to West Ham on Wednesday the third. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm I, guessing he doesn't score in both. I don't know what to do here. Yeah. Well, look, he might, you know, hopefully he'll break an ankle in the Arsenal match and he'll be out for the rest of the season and then we don't have to discuss this anymore. This will be amazing. You're such a hater. I am a hater, for sure. Look, I just want to, I want a title. Arsenal's close to a title and I just want the title. Is that wrong? No. No, it's, it's not absolutely wrong. not wrong. Uh, it's going to be a weird game week 34 is going to be weird because there's only three games on Saturday. That's that's that all. Is a that's super already. Weird, that's already. The whole a schedule's weird about to get wicked weird. You brought this up to me earlier, and uh, and when I started looking at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is, what is the deal? So Tuesday, which is tomorrow, April 25th, there's three matches, and there's then there's four matches on Wednesday, which is the 26th. Three matches on Thursday. The match week resets. 33 is over. 34 starts on Saturday. There's, like you said, three matches on Saturday. On Sunday, there's five matches. Yeah, it's going to be a fun day That's on unheard Sunday. Of. Then there's a match on Monday. Yeah. Then there's a match on Tuesday. Then Liverpool. there's two matches on Wednesday. Yeah, Liverpool and City both on And then on there's Wednesday a match on, on Thursday. The match week starts over again on the following Saturday. It It is. Yeah. That is crazy town. Yeah. All these decisions, that's what I mean. Like, and that I like even looking at it for like my decisions this week. I mean, I went to, I decided not to free hit. I pro- probably would have benefited if I had uh, used the free hit in game this past game week. Um, you know, I, I actually bought Jota. You know what I mean? Like, I transferred him in, Havertz out, Jota in. What a move. So that was a permanent transfer. I, so I, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's unfair to say I would have done that on a free hit. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. I he he was a he was a player we talked about it on the pod last week. I talked myself into him more and more as I was looking into Smart it last move. week. Smart move. Um uh, anybody who went to him is, you know, obviously happy, but I'm saying like like I'm not sure how to prepare for this and I the reason why I say that is when you look at your team ahead of a double game week and you're like I already have six guys, and I have two weeks to get ready for this. Do you know right. what I mean? Right. Then you're like, a minus four here and a minus four there, and I've got ten guys in the double week. And one of my guys and one of my other players would be Kieran Trippier. Do you know what I mean? Like wow. You start putting that thing together, and you're like, it's not that bad. Right. But then I'm like, you know what, again, like when else would I use, you know, if you have a free hit remaining, I just, like, I just don't know when else you're going to do it. Right. The, the problem is, but it's been like this a lot of weeks. Everyone's going to a lot of the same players. So if you're free hitting, when when is better than this game week 34? Yeah. 
No, there just sure. really isn't a better time. No. no. So unless you already have a ton of these players, you know, you like it's possible you... for you to already have had, you know, Holland, multiple multiple Liverpool, uh, multiple Brighton, Manchester United, like that that fills up a lot of spaces for double game week. Who are you captaining? Holland. I know you can change it. This isn't locking you in. You can change it. At this moment, do you have the John Stones to not go with Holland? It's just he feels like he can score as many goals as he needs to any week. So so, that, that, so that, yes, you're captaining Holland, right? He's just so scary to not captain. Okay. So yeah, I I don't know I how agree I, with that. I don't know how I won't. I would be even uh, look, I'm having a pretty good season. I just checked um technically if you checked my overall rank versus the total players i'm in the top 0.34 percent but yeah. uh i think a lot of those are dead teams so i'm just gonna say probably top eight percent brian you're you're better you're better than that i am trying to catch you you got me i think by like 50 points or so probably won't catch you because you continue to make good decisions although i did make up a little ground this week yeah you had a huge score um so i need a few more of those Need a little bit of luck. Yeah, in our mini league, uh, Penny Lane FC uh, League, John, uh, the three of us are locked in like a death struggle here <laughs> at the top. Well, I, and I feel the same a little bit with League Billy and League Andrew as we're like the three right below you guys. Yeah. And it is just like I'm just trying to keep my head above water every single week. Uh, these guys continue to make good decisions and push me. So. I don't know. The dream is to catch up to the top four, but I'm I'm just really at the moment just trying to stay stay ahead of who's in front of me or who's right behind me at the moment. Um, I guess Dave, the only other last thing, what, Brian's the, one well, last thing. Well, just the last question is like, if you're picking, so if you're, you know, I like I said, assuming Brighton, Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, so you're gonna have as probably as many as you can get from those four teams, like the fact that Arsenal feels a bit further down the list. Like, are you trusting, like, let's just rule them out. Are you going to anyone from Nottingham Forest, period? No. Bournemouth. Where are you on Solanke? Who? Dominic Solanke. That guy. No, I'm not going to Solanke. Like, it would be, so then it's Solanke versus, so it's Holland, uh, Jota. uh, You might even throw Darwin in there, depending on how you're doing things. Um, Isak, uh, Jesus, Kane, Ollie Watkins, Ivan Tony, like it's Solanke versus all of those guys. Or would you do Solanke if it meant that that's the only way that you could get to Salah? Maybe, maybe, but here's the deal. In the last eight match weeks, Solanke's given me two returns against Fulham and against Tottenham. Right. So, that's not a great percentage. Bournemouth is. We'll see what happens against Southampton. Like you'll know the you'll know the result by the time you hear this. But game week thirty four, single match against their home against Leeds. Thirty five, they're home to Chelsea. Then they're at Crystal Palace, home Manchester United at Everton. The schedule going out for Bournemouth is tricky. They're going to be in a. It's death struggle for them the rest of the way until like it's there. There is no safety well, for them until well, the end of the season. Yes, but I mean, they're, Brian, they're sitting on thirty three points in fifteenth place. Leeds is behind them, four points behind them, and 20, 29 points. Leicester's five points behind them with 28. Everton, 28. Nottingham Forest. Bournemouth is 
almost got themselves yeah. out of that death. I group. mean, but they they are the team that all of the teams below them are going to look at and say, "I want to play." We, we got to. We have to nail them. Yeah, probably. So Southampton's got to get them on in two days. Yeah, Leeds has got to get them in thirty four. You're right about that. Chelsea, they're home to Chelsea. That to me, who knows? I, like Chelsea's, Chelsea, Chelsea's Chelsea, be at the beach. Chelsea absolutely is a. I, who knows with Chelsea? Palace in thirty six. Palace might be safe by then. Palace keeps creeping up further. Palace they're, is they're, on thirty seven. Right, points. they're they're they've distanced. I themselves. would dare say Palace is safe. Bournemouth in thirty seven. They're home to Manchester United. That's a game Manchester United is going to need to win. So to me, that's a that's that's a that's a that's a tricky. United's one. got a six point lead on Spurs, although. Oh, and they had two games in hand. I just feel like United is going to have top four. I think the top four are set. Okay. I think it's I think it's United. And then Bournemouth has the. And then depending on how things go, game week thirty eight is against an Everton team that Everton needs to win any. any no, that's fact. Right. So, but either way, Solanke to me is like that's it's Solanke Do only. You like, are you going to go to him? Not the way I'm set up now. Not unless I need. The only thing I would do. Is if I needed to go Watkins to Solanke to get some to make money, money for Salah to go to no I have Salah already. Okay, it would be do I want to go crazy to get like De Bruyne? Okay, or do I need to get money to get to Bruno and make it a gotcha. permanent make it a permanent move? Okay, so that's the only way I would do it, and even then, but you bring in a Bruno who hasn't pointed, it would be pointed to, him forever. It would be to bench Solanke every week. Okay, right. Okay. It's but and and then at that point you would just say well if you're benching your third forward then just why then spend just, any money then there? go to whoever the cheapest is and I think that's still Greenwood from Leeds yeah I I I'm Are sure you going he's with someone than... cheap who's still playing right okay Are you buying a Southampton player No the only person worth buying would be James Ward Prowse right. Ward Prowse and Southampton to me No the answer is no schedule no. Re- schedule yeah. regardless of schedule you're not doing it no. Are you buying an Everton player No Are you buying a Wolves player Tempting but no I I, I like a couple of their newer guys Palace Brighton yes. Villa Yes yes and, No but this is Wolves schedule Oh okay, okay Wolves schedule they play Palace this week Brighton they're away to Brighton, home Villa, at United, Manchester United, home against Everton at Arsenal. Wolves' schedule's not, not good. It's not good, but I, I just like the way that they got a few, like this uh, Matthias Nunez. Yeah. Guys, guys been playing fantastic. They are playing, they're playing fine. Uh, lost, they're, lost, they're playing, lost to Leicester, notwithstanding. They're they, playing like they care, right? They've been, they've been okay. Then I think it starts getting tricky because we've already said Crystal Palace have one of the best schedules going out. So this is where, like, do you hold Eze? You have Elise. I have. Do Elise. you hold Elise when Zaha comes back? Yeah, I hold him. What if Zaha, like? What if Zaha goes on a, a burner at the end of the season? He, just, he could, but he just hasn't had a great year. I know, but he's also coming off an injury, and I feel like this is a get me out of here uh, summertime maybe, Zaha. Again. Maybe I just don't. I don't love guys coming off injuries. Okay, so I'm this, just saying, like Palace has like Palace has a schedule that you're like I can work with that. If I had to bench, yeah. if I had to play as a 
let's say, uh, like you, already this week, yep. we said they're you're at gonna Wolves. Be, you're going to be fine with Eze or Elise, I think, the rest of the season. Right. And especially their last three. Game weeks 36, 37, 38. Palace is home to Bournemouth, at Fulham, home to Nottingham Forest. You get two matches at Selhurst Park. You get Roy Hodgson, uh, Roy Hodgson, Crystal Palace. To me, like that's a, that's a place where you're like, would I prefer some of the guys who are playing multiple times? Yeah, they're going to be like the backbone of the team. Yeah. But like, there's no reason why, especially those last three weeks, why it's not one of the Palace guys. Mm. Are you buying a Leeds player? No. Are you buying a Leicester player, no. including nope. James Madison? Nope. I would love to make the case for Kalechi and Acho again, but I know what kind of pain that is. It's it feels insane. Yeah. However, do you know who took the penalty for Leicester City uh, in this last game week? No, who did? Kalechi and Acho. Oh no, no, I I didn't know that. that Vardy just... Vardy drew it, and he Ian gave Acho it to Acho. Ian Acho took it. Not Vardy. No, that's interesting. Really, really I would love for it to be Ian Acho. The problem is that after game week. Game week 36, the end of the season, it's pretty tricky for Leicester. Are you buying a Brentford player? Would you go back to Tony? I would, but I have better options. Okay. And then, so then, so that's like your bottom half. Right. You got, you're already on Villa. Like, that's where you start to say, like, people are already offloading Ollie Watkins. Somebody who has shown... Crazy people. Has been unbelievable. Crazy And people. you're offloading him now ahead of... Mostly because they play single game weeks the rest of the way. I don't care. Give me single game week Ollie every week. Are you scared of Aston Villa when they play Manchester United in game week 34? not at all. At Wolves in 35? Nope. Home against Spurs in 36? No. At Liverpool in 37? Maybe. Trickier? Yeah. And then game week 38, home against Brighton? There should be be six-six in that game. I think that's going to be beach Brighton. In other words, I think they will have locked up their uh, their place in the table. They're so close in in position, though. I like. I just don't see. No, you're, you're right. Brighton's going to be playing for that because that's what I mean. I don't see them distancing themselves from each other. Seventh place gets Europa Conference. Liverpool could give three rips about Europa Conference, and and Liverpool is trying to get a minimum of a, a Europa spot. There's no way they're catching United. At fifty nine points, Liverpool sitting on fifty points at the moment. So, no, they're, they're so Liverpool's best bet is a Europa spot, and right now Tottenham and Villa have those two spots. Now, obviously, Liverpool is one point behind Villa and two points behind Tottenham. Liverpool can easily move into there. I'm just saying Brighton being one point currently behind Liverpool, but they got two games in hand. They got three games in hand on Villa and three games in hand on Tottenham. I just like Brighton has their sights on. We get your we get Europe football next year. year. So right. like they're going to be going after every single point, Brian, in every single game. Yeah, and so that's why I'm saying, I to me, Villa like Villa is the Brighton has way more games. It's just that Villa, Emery's got them humming. Yeah, they're playing humming. for real. Yeah. Are you buying? Are you keeping Kane? Uh, n- no, I currently don't own him. Oh, you I don't sold, own him. I so, well, I did. Up until this past week, I've owned him for forever. I sold him this match week to bring in Holland. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. All so, right. no Kane. My, again, my front line is Watkins, Jota, Holland. I'm not sure you can have a hotter front line than those three currently at the moment. Right. 
So I think that's and that's the big issue is what what's what's going to happen with with Spurs. Kane's just odd man out, and I don't know what's going. It's Spurs, just Spurs it's just that Kane me. keeps getting something. I know he keeps finding a way. I know even with the thrashing that they were given at Newcastle, he still got a goal. They're home to Manchester United this week. Who knows? Game week thirty four. Tottenham is at Liverpool. Liverpool should. Liverpool in current form, Spurs in current form. It should not be close. Should not be, but watch it be close. 35 to the end of the season. Tottenham are home to Palace at Villa, home to Brentford at Leeds. Harry Kane in the last four game weeks, depending on what Spurs decide to end up, like, do they decide to respond here or not? Kane could end up being the weirdest differential You're right. of the season. You're right. I would love the po- game weeks. Listen, I've had Kane and Holland most of the season. Kane um, has worked out great for me as a differential most of the season. So, but I just at the moment, it's it's not there for me. I think we all agree. I should have put Chelsea at the bottom, even though by schedule their schedule's decent going out. But are you are you even thinking of a Chelsea? No, I own player? Kepa, and I can't wait to get rid of him. I just right. I'm not gonna I, take a negative. I also have Raya, so I'm just. You know. I don't know what it would take. You, you you know you change your mind with multiple results. You know that every time. But I just don't know what it would take for a Chelsea asset of any kind yeah. to be desirable. Completely Although, agree. like we said. Now that they're out of Champions League, it does it. You know, maybe they get to a settled lineup. Who knows? Oh. And and appointment of new manager would also change things for sure. Or at least if they get to something where they're like, "Hey, really did talks advance this week? It really is going to be Pochettino. He's coming in effective immediately, or whatever." That <laughs> that that, that change that like that is the biggest single change that could happen. Oh, buddy! And then you see what happens. Oh man. The last big question right, last it. is your guys. It's just your guys and whether or not you would say I wouldn't own any defensive assets, but I, I if you own Martinelli or Saka or Odegaard, continue. Ben don't. White keeps going up in price. Not Ben White. I just don't see why it's worth it to go get him. They haven't shown that they can hold a clean sheet recently. So I just don't know. Ben White rarely is ever giving you offensive stats. Some, every once in a while, he has a little bit of XG or XA, but most of the time, this week not. again, the only guy that gets you anything gets one assist on the. I think he assisted the Odegaard goal. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm not saying that that it can't happen. I'm just saying it's know. just annoying that it keeps happening. Is what you're saying. Anyway, that is really the actual All last right. thing. I just just to, as a this is why I'm saying like your differentials. I don't know what team from basically 11 down you're risking with a differential pick. Yeah. The wildest it feels like you can go is like, it really is like, is it Madison or Eze, Elise, Zaha? Yeah. Other than that, like, it feels insane to say, I have Dwight McNeil in my team. <laughs> right. Or, or Ward Prowse. Especially at this point in the season. Right. It right? just doesn't, it, like, I just don't know where you're supposed to go other than sticking with trusted assets from good teams that people are bailing on yeah. because it looks like it's not as favorable. And that's it. Ben White's totals in the season, two goals, five assists. Not bad. And that's all been, and that's all been in, like, the, it feels like the last, like, ten weeks. Not bad. 
He's had uh, two assists in the last two weeks. Right. And he scored his two goals. No, 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 no. Negative. He scored his two goals. He's had two goals and three assists in the last seven weeks. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's been a lot of recency bias. Yeah, most of his stuff has happened recently. Fantastic. All right, Ryan, good luck this weekend. Who's your captain for 33? Not that it's going to matter, but just curious. Uh, My captain for 33 is... Dave, I don't know. Mine's Salah. Dave, I know you're going against your guy. No, I didn't do that. I must not have saved it. Currently, currently mine's on Watkins. That's wrong. Right. I am putting it. My captain's supposed to be on Salah, and I'm vice-captaining Watkins. You're not doing a captain or vice-captain on Holland just for rooting interest. Nope. I understand that. F that. I do wonder if Holland's going to score... A hat trick on you guys. He's not scoring a hat trick. Okay. I would bet a lunch on that. Do you want to bet a lunch on that? No, I don't want to bet a lunch. R- a Rivermark pizza a, lunch. A hat? No, I can't do it on a hat trick. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I I just I if you have this again, this is another one. Arsenal just feels like they can't stop conceding. Fair. And, and it feels like that. They're away. City at the Etihad in a statement game. Holland has been up for the biggest games only. And it, I know. The thing that makes Salah appealing is that West Ham will have played three games in less than a week. This is their third game in less than a week. And so that's, yeah, they're at home, but they're at home. So I wonder if that doesn't like. No bubbles. No bubbles. Liverpool's gonna come in and run roughshod. I don't know. I it's right now. Uh, again, it's gonna be hard. Are you not captaining to. Holland? It's gonna be hard not to. I hate you. All right, for the FPL America podcast, I don't truly hate him, <laughs> but maybe I do. This is David Smith. Until next time.